0: Ida making landfall, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacies were up and running providing vital medication to our patients and visitors. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding you the lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let us review your options with you. Located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in the Rose or at the Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff, we treat you like family at Lady of the Sea.
1: Hey, Ray Mariotti here. Have you ever cooked a really fine gourmet meal? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I'm told, it all comes down to the ingredients. And when I need ingredients to improve my car, the place I go is eBay Motors. Whether you roasted your last transmission, graded your current floor mats, or pureed your side view mirror on a lamppost, eBay Motors has the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. And by the way, if you recently fired up your grill, don't worry. eBay Motors has grills too. eBay Motors. Let's ride.
2: Hello? Hello, Mrs. Coontz. It's the back left tire
3: of your RV calling. Wanted to give you a heads up that I'm going to blow out on the highway later today. Wait, what? Uh, says here I'm going to burst in the middle of rush hour. Well,
1: can we reschedule?
3: Sorry, our policy states that once we're scheduled to burst, we have to. We really pride ourselves on our commitment to blowouts.
0: RV owners can't schedule when things go wrong on the road. That's why there's Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. Do you want a text confirmation when I burst? Uh, think I'll notice. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, LaRose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
4: Hello, sports fans. Whoa,
0: hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered.
3: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend.
0: Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George.
5: Hour number three, give us a buzz, 800-998-1003. Talking about the Saints getting that win, 30-9. to Udats, love to hear from you, what you think about finally seeing ak Kamara Camara again.
0: Nice cutback
5: inside the 10. Camara gets in. What a
1: run and a touchdown for Alvin Camara.
5: He was a workhorse. 27 carries, 120 yards, a touchdown, and also four receptions for 25 yards. Last night, Pelicans taking on San Antonio as the team trying to to win a second straight game they went back on Friday against Detroit last time we chatted with you there Brandon Ingram had himself a a solid um performance last night not only shooting Ingram
3: looking for a Jonas pick shot clock at three spins to the elbow pulls up
5: tough shot brandon ingram also with the assist ingram jump feed to trey murphy back out to bi cross court pass down low billy two hand flush what a pass from brandon ingram that is his eighth dime of the night so he finishes with nine assists seven rebounds 27 points and Ali Cosell, who we have on the show, often tweeted this just a little bit ago, 27 minutes ago. At Ali Cosell's there's a way to follow on Twitter if you want to look at it. Brandon Ingram averages over the last seven games. Remember, we talked last week, Andrew Lopez mentioned it, Will Giller, mentioned here as well, that Willie Green had a little sit-down with Brandon about what he expected and needed more of him. And since then, he's skyrocketed. He's played substantially better. So, Brandon Ingram, the last seven games, 27 points, 5.7 rebounds, six assists via only 1.7 turnovers, 1.9 threes, 1.1 steals, shooting 51.1% from the floor, 35.1% from beyond the arc, 81% from the free throw line. So... As Ali keeps saying, I don't know some people out there saying that you know trade Brandon Ingram for Ben Simmons. I, I don't know who's saying that. But Ali says Ingram's offense feels more pivotal to the Pelicans' success than all NBA defense. Not to mention, bi is beloved in the locker room, better fit next design, shooting matters, and let's keep clutch out of NOLA. Look, I. I've had some people, Travis, you're one of them. I know your Lakers are trying to go get Ben Simmons, trying to tell me they can do this and do that. When part of the problem that the Pelicans have is shooting, and once again, we're back at it here again, as Jake Madison addressed it earlier in the show, the backcourt and Devontae Graham's struggles. The absolute last thing you're doing is trading points away, especially with the news this weekend. And Zion's out indefinitely. He's had a setback. He's regressed. New imaging reveals the fifth metatarsal's not healing the way they would like it to. And then over the weekend, different reports of him eating whole pizzas, washing it down with sugary beverages. I'm not kidding. you, This is in Larry Brown Sports, NBA Central. I mean, he was making the rounds. Jake Madison on Twitter this weekend. We spoke to him at 1230 here as well, you know, where he mentioned that he's missed Rehab appointments. Fell asleep last week in a film session. Among some things. So, right now, Brandon Ingram is the team's leader. One of them, for sure, at the very least. Playing like he's the best player. And I I know, look, there's some fourth quarter shortfalls. He's working on them. And more importantly, he's available. So, moving forward... This is his team in it right now. I mean, you got to be available on the court to be your team, and you got to show a little maturity on both
6: sides of things.
5: 800-998-1003. KJ Goat, what you got for us, man?
6: Um, I, I'll say it's his team, Gus, uh, of what you're just talking about. It's Brandon Ingram's team, but I need yeah. Brandon Ingram to bring his basketball IQ up because mm-hmm. – I think that's the thing he lacks the most. Uh, you know, even with his defense, his defense has still hasn't gotten any better than what it's been in the, over the years. I mean, you're basically getting the same guy. We know he can score, but what else can you do? And I think that's what Willie Green's probably asking of him. You need you need to do other things other than just score to make this team roll. You know, um, that's a good point. My again, issue. To your point... The, the uh, shooting not only from uh, yeah. three,
5: but the not to interrupt you, but yeah, to your point, you're seeing you saw yesterday rebounds and assists. Now I wonder if that is one of the things that he did touch on as well. Next time we have Graf on this week, or Daniel, or another member of the team, sure we'll we'll, we'll look at if that is another element that we're seeing a bit different here as well. Because to, you're absolutely right, Cajun Goat, and, and you're seeing it right. I mean, look, those are the other things that mm-hmm. can sort of help,
6: right. Right, and and you know, like and and definitely he he's still gotta improve on that defense. I mean you can't be a liability on the floor. Sure, you give you might make twenty seven, but if you're giving up thirty to the guy you're sick and ain't gonna help. Uh and you seen that you see that a lot with Brandon Ingram. Uh you know, but I think he's getting there. I think, you know, just seeing the assist rate go up, you know, less turnovers than what he's been doing, you know, on his assist. Uh I think he's getting more assists than he has turnovers lately. Um So that's all going to help in the the long run. I think with the Pelicans and Zion, I kind of just wanted to touch on this because you've been talking about it all day. Um, These guys get their money. Some guys get their money and they're satisfied. And he seems to be like a guy that got his money and he's satisfied. I don't see that drive. I didn't see that drive in Zion wanting to be the best player in the NBA Um, yet. You know, he could, he's still a kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I take some of these reports from some of these guys with a grain of salt because he's still a kid, right? Um, and I think I put more of it on management than I do on Zion. I know Zion's got to pull his part, but when you gave him that leeway to do whatever he wanted, right. the kid—he's a kid. What would what, when you give your son leeway to do whatever he wants, he's going to do it, right? You got to have some boundaries there, right, I, Gus? I,
5: I, you do, and that's why I think Cajun Goat. Like I like Jordan said this in the past when it came when it comes to different teams like he don't want to hear the word youth. And you heard Josh Hart say it. You heard Willie Green said it here as well. I look at it tomorrow kind of what you were starting to go to as well from this aspect is how did the relationship sort of begin? And again, it begins with the boundaries you set, right? When you buy a puppy or you have a child, it's what I'm doing. At its infancy, in the early stages, that will benefit me later on, or will benefit all parties, right? So, for an example, the kid, wife, from the get go, while I was in the oven cooking, we're gonna do a schedule. He's in bed this time. This, I mean, I'm like, wow, well, really? Is it really matter? He's like, nope, the not, dude. He turned five last Monday. The schedule matters, right? I mean, it's like it's a constant right. source of argument between my parents and I. They want to keep them up to eight, nine, ten. It's a Friday, so I'm like, "You're not listening." Seven thirty, we need them brushing the teeth. Eight o'clock, I want to hear snoring. Like it, it matters, but exactly. it starts yes, early. It Same thing with puppies, you know. And I'm still working on McQueen on this with the barking, but he understands what time to go to do his walks and things of that nature. I guess what I'm trying to get at is this: KJ, go to your point. The way an organization handles a player, to your point, leeway, allowing perhaps management, his management, his team, his family to dictate or to have a larger say, it has its risks. I mean, I, you get what I'm getting at? Like it's, you know, I, well, I mean, it has
6: its risks, Gus, but, know, but enough, in the long run, yeah. if he's, if he's going to, if he's going to do it and you're putting down boundaries and he's not going to follow the boundaries, no oh, because, matter what team he goes play for, it's gonna be the same thing, right? No,
5: I know, I hear you, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like from the get go, what are those boundaries? How much say does the team have? How much say does his team have? I, I just I, I guess my the easiest way for me to say is a lot of times I don't know if you're dealing with Zion. Does that make sense? Like it's it's not Zion and the Pels. It's the Pels and Zion and his team and his family and its management and you get what I'm getting at? It's not like would you say Cajun goat? What you just told me? Well, they're kids and young. Have you ever said it about Jean Morant? Do you say it about certain players? No. Exactly. It's the you can't individual. say that about Herb Jones. Exactly. That's where I was going next. Herb Jones has played less games than Zion, has less minutes on the floor than Zion, and no one's saying his youth are young. Like the same thing about Trey Murphy. It's it's learning the game, but no one's talking about him not. Doing certain aspects or him not being made available or him not communicating or speaking or, you know, you get what I'm getting at? Like, yes, there's a, there's, right. there's and, an extent to that. And I understand they're viewed as different players. They have different deals. I understand that. But man, jean Morant started the season saying, I'm out to kill people. Like, I'm out to take your soul or something. Like he says something of that nature. Like he wants to, you know, do that. He, he was talking, um, you know, the, I can't think of, um, what's his name, man? Uh, the top player last year is from Minnesota. I can't think of his name. It just went out of my mind, but he was upset. He was asked, is he upset he didn't win rookie of the year? He's like, I'm not winning rookie of the year. I'm not worried about that. I'm trying to win MVP. I'm trying to win a, you know, a championship. Like that, that's different than you get what I'm getting at. It's just, it's, 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 a, oh yeah, it's no, MVP that's, too. I
6: totally agree. Gus, that's my yeah. whole point. Anthony, about Zion. That's what it was. It's like, is this, is this is what you're gonna get? Yeah. Is this is what, is this what you're gonna get out of Zion? A guy that doesn't want, is not really worried about being the best player in the NBA. I mean, even LeBron at this age wants to be the best player in the NBA. I don't like LeBron, but I do like that about LeBron. LeBron yeah. wants to play. LeBron wants to get better. LeBron, LeBron wants to keep himself in shape. And those are things you have to do to be the best. And I don't see that in Zion. And if you don't see that in them, do you move off of him, Gus? Do you just go ahead and take your loss with it and say, "Hey, you know, oh. we gave this a shot"? Because I think he would be the same problem in any organization if he's a, he's that problem in your organization.
5: Well, KJ, go. what you was know? your opinion? Because it's not I about get...
6: basketball.
5: I know I didn't get to Josh here before the break, but I, I, what I'll say this quickly is, what I'm hoping at this point, where we are in his career, is that he's Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid started his career being laughed at. He was a joke. He didn't take the game serious, right? I mean, he was eating a burger or something on the bench. They've seen him on his cell phone. Like, at least Zion hadn't gone that far. But then something clicked. Right. And he was an MVP candidate last year. And this year he goes, I'm not worried about him when he met reference Ben Simmons. So it can still be there, but that's what I'm trying to get at. At some point, and this is just my opinion of how I see things, Zion's going to have to be his own person. And and that means, kind of maybe looking at how I saw in the documentary with Jordan, Jordan's angst that lasted his entire career with Krause was based on his (laughs) rookie year on how they wouldn't let him play when he thought he was healthy. The organization was doing the right thing, making sure he's healthy. That is their prized possession, doing that. But he held it as such a bad thing. That it ruined his relationship with the GM the entire time. That's what I'm getting at. Like, you can still be hurt, but still try to be the best player. And it shows by the work. Like, you can still have a relationship where you don't trust, don't care for that guy that calls the shots. But it didn't affect Jordan from winning six championships. And that guy disliked the GM. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I keep hearing, well, yeah, he and his family don't have this good relationship with Griff. So what? What does that have to do with your rehab? What does that, like, do it? If you don't trust the medical people, they go find your medical people. It, what does that have to do with being in shape? What does that have to do with develop a game? What does that have to do with other, like, seriously, like, before we start demanding things, what are we doing as well? Does that make sense? Like, he messed up. He's trying to put together better players and better pieces. And if they don't work for him, they fire him, and it will hire somebody else. Like, you, at some point, I'm hearing a lot of "Well, everybody, look at Jordan injuries or a bad relationship with management." It didn't affect his desire to go out there and take the game from you. That's what I'm getting at. Does that make sense, Cajun Go?
6: You're right. All right, you got it, bud. Thank I'm you, with you, bud. You appreciate right on it. With him. I'm with
5: you. <laughs> I hear you, right, Josh. Give that. me a give me a quick take here, sir, so I can hit the break and get the Marlin. How are you, man?
3: Perfect. I got two quick questions, and I'm gonna sure. hang up and listen, Gus. What's your uh, what is the percentage? Do you think that Zion doesn't play this year? Give me a percentage,
5: dude. I I can't say that it's less than fifty, huh? I mean, just, I just
3: give me a give me a ballpark.
5: Ballpark? I'm gonna go fifty yeah. percent at least, and the reason is because I mean we're mid December now. If we're having issues there, and then I do have to look at it as a situation like if we're winning or not, does it make sense to do that? I mean, if we're if we're mid January, we're a month from now. Right. And he hadn't played a game. I'd, I'd, I'd up it more.
3: I'm at least fifty okay, I got, right now. I got, I got one more. I got yeah. one more question for you. What's the percentage that the front office knew he wasn't going to be playing all season a couple months ago? Because I'll tell you this, and, and I, I'm just a, a local, but I've been hearing rumblings of people that work in the uh, in the franchise mm-hmm. saying that. They've known this entire time, yeah. and you can't just you can't tell an entire fan base we're not going to have the, the prize product. So, what's your opinion? Let's just say that is true. What's your opinion on the Pelicans? Let's just say it's true. Let's just mm-hmm. say, crazy crazy reality. It's true. What's your opinion on the, the Pelicans leading on this entire fan base and giving them false hope? Because I I think that's more likely than than all of this. The fan base trying to figure out what's going on with Zion right now. I think that they've known this entire time. Right. And I think that they're going to lead us on, string us along. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe he plays a couple of games here and there, but that's it. And I just think that people are starting to not lose faith and die on the prospect, the number one pick. People are starting to lose faith in the, the franchise and how it operates. So that's all I want to say, man. And, uh, yeah, Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. Thank you. <laughs> there it is.
5: There it is, Josh. I, I'll say this if we go to break. I It wouldn't surprise me if it's known or not. Um it's very similar to where, you know, did the organization know and not know on the Michael Thomas thing based on Sean's reaction the first time he chatted in July? They didn't know that he had aggravated or was still injured. Um I think it just honestly goes to this, Josh. The fan base right now doesn't know what to believe, and you have to earn and win their trust back. And it goes back to a lot of what Jake said in the show earlier. There's a certain level of transparency I think you can do. And if it does seem to many people where it's, hey, so we actually sell some tickets. We say the season goes, that's bad business. I guess I understand that from a business standpoint. But at some point when you lose the trust of the fans, and I don't know if that was the case, but I'm just saying there's a, it, there's an overwhelming majority of people that feel that. And then at the same time, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. I, you, you don't hear from them. when he's healthy other than on a game day or, or after practice, something like that. So, you know, I'd love to have him on the show. Um, it, it, it's just, you know, it's a lot of different things, man, that goes into that, but. It's a tough place, dude, for, for Pels fans right now, for sure. Marlon favorite right next. More of your phone calls. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New oh, Here we go. This black and gold report is brought to you by Rogers Parts. Your home for Napa Auto Parts. Locally owned. Nationally known. Get your Napa know-how in Lockport, La Rose, Galeano, Morgan City, and It's over. The Saints snapping the five-game losing streak with a 30-9 to win at New York. Head coach Sean Payton on the victory.
6: Obviously, it was a good team win. We did a lot of things well. Situationally, and that we played really good team defense, ran the ball effectively, made enough plays on offense in the kicking game. I thought we did a good job protecting the field position, uh, especially earlier in the game with a little bit of that wind going.
5: Quarterback Taysom Hill had two rushing touchdowns against the Jets, 73 yards total on the ground. And welcome back, Alvin Kamara. camara again, nice cutback inside the 10. Kamara gets in and a touchdown for Alvin Kamara that AKTD went with his 120 yards on 27 carries against the Jets I feel good I'm back back healthy so
4: I mean I think that was the most important thing just being able to get healthy and get well so I can help the team the best I could so like you said I I mean I felt comfortable I felt good um O-line played well I think we played well all around as a team um I think it was a lot of energy out there
2: and we came out with the win
5: New Orleans now 6-7 on the season next up at Tampa Bay Sunday night. For more on the Black and Golds, keep it here on ESPN New Orleans. This Black and Gold Report has been brought to you by Rogers Parts, your home for Napa Auto Parts, locally owned, nationally known. Get your Napa know-how in Lockport, La Rose, Galeano, Morgan City, and Labaniville.
7: Napa
0: know how Rogers Parts, your local distributor of high-quality Napa Auto Parts, marine and industrial supplies, has what you need to keep your vehicle rolling safely down the road. Whether it's repair or maintenance, Napa has the parts to help you make your vacation destination. Getting ready for that big fishing trip, they have quality marine parts to help keep your boat going. So stop by one of Rogers Parts five locations, Lockport LaRose, Galliano, Morgan City, and Labertyville, and talk with one of their ASE parts specialists. Rogers Parts, they've got the Napa know-how.
3: A man that likes to talk.
0: Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com.
5: Welcome back. Marlon Favorite joins us on Mondays and Fridays. Talk a little foosball, sir. How are you today?
8: All is well, Goose. I'm on the best bank, man, standing outside enjoying the fair weather. You know, it doesn't look beautiful, but it feels right. good. Hello, somebody.
5: I heard humidity and heat coming back this week after a quick taste of fall. I rather the cool temperatures, man. Speaking of cold, what is going on with your football team, the Dallas Cowboys? I don't get it. Um, they've gotten some wins the last two weeks. But Marlin, I you'd have to fool me if uh if I didn't hear essentially this morning. On ESPN, not only Ryan Clark say that you can't win a Super Bowl with him, but listen to Dan Orlovsky. Dak Prescott is regressing right now. Uh, over the last six, seven weeks, he's gotten progressively worse. I'd say the number one reason playing wise, he is playing scared football. He is scared to trust the pocket. He is scared to be convicted when, with his eyes when it comes to being a runner. There's an inconsistency with his eyes and feet. Some plays he's he looks like, okay, I know exactly what the defense is doing. I'm going to be aggressive with the ball. And then there's plays you're going, you're just trying to get the ball to your hands as quickly as possible. So, wow. What do you see?
8: Look, uh, I saw a fighting Washington football team. I see a timid attack. He, 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 got, he got hurt last year, and that might right. be in there somewhere psychologically. But I also see a team who only lost four games. They only lost four games. I, I think the weapons around that and the more his offensive line continues to build his confidence, but I didn't really. And it's crazy, dust It's so funny because right before um, this game was played, I was listening to some sports radio. I might have been listening to our station late at night. It's like, what team is trending down? It's yeah. The Dallas Cowboys. And I'm like, <laughs> we watching the same team, Doug? Like, are we really watching the same team? Right. Yeah. Right. It was 22 for 39, 211 yards, one touchdown, okay, through two interceptions. They won the game. They're now 9 and 4. So, th- this is the-, the Cowboys set themselves up for this, though, Doug. It's all this front end hype, and now they're finally winning games in December. And now they're finally relevant outside of October. And people are getting a little nervous, man, because it's like, man, these Cowboys looking good. They look like they might do something. So I hear you, Dan. I hear you, Ryan Clark. But this is one thing, too, guys. While we want on the Cowboys, I know we got to get to our love Saints and possibly some Tigers. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, guys. Michael, Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons was sitting on the board when we picked, man, and he's lighting it up. 12 sacks. You know, triple digit tackles. He doesn't look like a, a rookie in this league. And, and, and I think that that young spark that he brings, that young receiving core, you know, that amazing offensive line, that defensive line that gets out after it, really doesn't number for
5: him. Fun. It's funny you say that. Uh, Micah Parsons yesterday said that uh, the NFL is easy. That's not hard for him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when you got that kind of athletic ability, it, it probably is, huh, when you look at it from that <laughs> perspective, sir. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So you're so you're gonna go with the they're fine. That's how it is. Look, I almost feel like a lot of it too is um on today's day and age, right? Like every win, it's like I'm watching last week. You know how concerned are you on the Ravens? How concerned are you on this? How concerned are your level of that? And it's like you overreact on a Monday and things like that. So, look injuries affect a team's chances to win. Or now, going to get to Kamara and the Saints here in a second. And also you saw, I mean, if the Ravens don't have Lamar Jackson moving forward with an ankle injury, it's going to affect them. Just like your Cowboys were affected last year, Marlon, when you had no Dak Prescott. I want to get your opinion of this as a football player, though. So yesterday, before the game, the Raiders run on out to the logo, the, the the. the logo of the Kansas City Chiefs, the 50-yard line, do a dance, uh, do their pregame chant there. It was viewed as disrespect, and, and the Chiefs poured it on him. Here's Mike Greenberg on that it. That game was over immediately.
6: <laughs> so, to me, that was one of the most embarrassing displays. Again, you get blown out. It happens. The Chiefs are good, and the Raiders are bad. But to do the nonsense they did before that game started and then not back it up, that is the ultimate in talking the talk and then not walking the walk. All right, so
5: – Look, you've you've been a part of some of these, right? And I know in the history of LSU and say Auburn uh, has had we've had a couple of games in Tiger Stadium where you danced on the logo or you saw another team celebrate after win. Tell me first, why is it disrespectful? And B, is that something that can motivate you like did the Chiefs? Well, 48-9 is
8: definitely more motivation than any other team. I almost turned into a basketball game, a very bad one. Watch out there now. But this Piece is, is disrespectful because it's almost like you know, let me rain on your party. Let me just—that's the—they know they can't just outright come and punch you in the face. So instead of punching in the face, let me just step on your logo. Ah, take that. And it's just here's the unfortunate thing about us men, especially athletic men—we have egos and we have pride in things. And the the team logo is that this team is paying me. A whole lot of money right now and you know this is my job and you're trying to disrespect me and my job so that's where all that comes from. that's just a, that's a trying you that's a knock to leave off the shoulder type deal right um the motivation piece is you you then fuel the fire I remember one time uh coach had took all kind of like copies of this article came out of the Virginia Tech uh local newspaper. They were interviewing one of the offensive linemen. like, man, LSU has this really good off this really good defensive line led by big Glenn Dorsey. You know, are you guys worried about Glenn? You know, he's an all American yada yada. That dude said Glenn Dorsey put on one pants leg, uh put in one leg at that pants leg at a time, just like me. And I was like, oh, so the Coach posted it all over the locker room. <laughs> Boy, that was the most furious I've ever seen Glenn, bro. It was just like he self played because he's like, he's trying my manhood. And, and that's what that stuff is even relevant, <laughs> right.
5: But it's not, Scott, I guess, kind of when you look at it from that perspective. Hey, man, I also want your other opinion on this since you played defense and you you played against some, some quality players back in your day, no doubt. I'm watching some of the stuff that. That Rodgers does. Look, to me, there's a, there's a legit debate between two players and that's it for me. It's Brady and it's Rodgers as the MVP. And I look at Brady and the guy's not only beating with your mind, but that's what it is. Like you watch the, the one pass that Perriman caught in the game was a, a simple crossing route that had the matchup against the linebacker. Brady scooches left to the pocket, buys a second, delivers that out in front, 58 yards overtime win on you know, on a two to house play. Rogers is throwing passes dude, that I don't know how he gets to that. What's a harder quarterback to defend if you are in the D tackle position against one of those two guys?
8: I would probably say Rogers because he's more mobile. Tom will try you. Now one thing I noticed uh even being on Tom Brady's scout team, man, this this guy is he's really in the zone. Like even at practice, he's he's legit like, if you're looking at him, like, a couple of players, they'd be like, okay, D-line, just pretend like you're rushing that lane. And then you look at the dude, and he's like, he's legit, like, laser-focused. Like, almost like he could just turn into Cyclops or something. So, you have that side. But you have Rodgers. He can throw the uh, point-accurate ball. You know, he was kind of like that Patrick Mahomes before we really saw Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But his feet, you know, the mobile quarterback, get particularly as interior alignment too, because – they're right in our face at times, so they they think they have a little um little, little leeway to step up in the pocket, and you're right there, and it's just pum speedy guns out. So I think the faster, more mobile quarterbacks are harder than more of your pro style sit in the pocket and uh and, and try to mind screw.
5: Makes a lot of sense from that perspective here as well. Let's talk uh, some college football quickly here in the last three minutes or so with Marlin Favre, right? a big Fave Final four is where to follow him on Twitter inside the trenches, the podcast. First, uh, I saw. I was surprised by this. Bo Nix entering the transfer portal. he has been the starting quarterback the last three years for Auburn? Are you surprised that he's transferring? Where do you think he can go?
8: Gosh, I would say probably two to three years ago, I would be surprised. But today, it's like breaking up leaves with the winner and, and with the transfer portal. It just doesn't. Uh, if you don't go to Alabama, it isn't a surprise. But if you do go to Alabama, A.J. and Hurst. You know, you're going to go somewhere nice. Um, I mean, T.J. Finley's there. Uh, you know, it's probably always just recruit hype. And I don't know, Gus. It's just – I know I brought up Glenn earlier, and I'll be quick with this one. That was one of the things he, he asked me at the game a uh, few few weeks ago. He's like, man, Stave, what do you think about this transfer portal? And from the business standpoint, I love the leverage, um, you know, the players have of being able to control their destiny if they see it doesn't fit. And again, the transfer portal existed when we were playing Mm -hmm. ball. But to me, Gus, it's just I I really wish that these guys would just take their time, especially the ones that want to go to the next level, because it really doesn't look good that you keep transferring, um, because, you know, investment does mean loyalty. Mm -hmm. So coaches will understand, scouts will understand if you're in a situation where it's best that you leave to help your stock. But man, at the first tweet of a commit from a different quarterback or someone maybe transferring, jumping the transfer portal, I just really think, you know, today's athletes just take their time. But, hey, I understand the business side of it, though. So. Yeah, it's just I wonder <laughs> if
5: it, I wonder if it's the whole feeling and mood there as well, right? Because Bo Nix was a guy that got benched and then came back and won the game against LSU there and, and going back and forth with Finley, you know, Finley ended the season because Nix was hurt. But you just wonder if the whole, man, I'm out here trying, and you know, I was blamed for it, and you benched me and all that, maybe he just didn't have that trust factor with the coach.
8: I, I, think, that, I think that that's what it is. He, he doesn't. And I, he probably have about two or three other landing zones that might be a better situation or a right. coach that really likes him. So that's what a lot of times, you know, it's different. The rules have changed so much, Gus. Like, you, back then, you, you might hear somebody jumping in the transfer portal like maybe once or twice every blue moon that football season. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, a transfer portal, that's like that's just like winning or losing a game. It's going to happen either way.
5: <laughs> Final thing for you. Have you seen the video with Walker Howard and Chip Kelly? And if you did, is there any way you guys can help? I mean, you do rap videos. You you have your own album. You drop songs. Can, can you help a little bit? That just it seemed uncomfortable to me.
8: Yeah, I'm going to have to help, man. I'm going to have to help with it. Uh, what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to make a, a Coach Kelly song or something. And, you know, Now it's about him, so I feel a little comfortable. You know, I'm going to just teach him how to, you know, the
5: are in rules,
8: man. You know, they, they do the jig around there, man. You got to know how to dance. You got to know how to do the rap. man.
5: You got to know how to move. No, that's all I'm saying. It's just a little help, man. Just That's all I'm asking for. Can you just provide a little help there? Um, you know, because quite honestly, I mean, some of, some of your biggest hip-hop, I mean, Pin didn't. You know when he was back when he was just puffed, at, he he didn't exactly dance a lot. He just shook the shoulders left to right. Like let's just tell Brian just just shoulders up and down a bit, just kind of shake your head left and right. Yeah, that's it. It's all the moves you need. You know the camera angle and and the lighting and stuff will make it seem like it's a lot different. You know what I'm saying? Zoom in, zoom out. I mean, Marley, we can help. We can help. That just didn't look normal.
8: <laughs> it just doesn't. Hey, ho! It seems right. Like, you know that guy, that. Yeah. He's he, the guy that had a little drink, so he feels a little confident. If he was, if he didn't get no drink, he would not dance. He would not even think about it. But you know, a little bit of drink, drinking loosens.
5: Just hey, bust a move! Watch out yeah. there now. Where we yeah. go? <laughs> I'm gonna funny. recommend they call you. I'm just saying that. I'm gonna recommend they call you. I mean, you know, I just I've seen your videos, man. I mean, I, there's there's no way five minutes with you, Brian Kelly, couldn't make it look a little natural. That's all.
8: I'm telling you. That's what I'm trying to tell you.
5: <laughs> Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time as always. It is during a week, guys. Y'all have a good one, New Orleans. Yeah. For sure, man. There he goes. Hello, somebody. Mr. Marlon Fay, right at faye 504 is the way to follow on Twitter. Inside the Trenches, the podcast. Quick break. Phone lines are open. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. I know
3: who I want to take me
2: home. I know.
3: Get
1: holiday ready at Calvin Braxton Ford and see their impressive selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, SUVs, and crossovers. Get 0% for 60 months and 1.9% for 72 months on select models. Calvin Braxton Ford is now offering gas-only oil changes for $39.95, up to 5 quarts. Stop on in at Calvin Braxton Ford's year-end sales event, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport.
0: Happy Holidays! Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At The King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring The King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job site standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Galvalume backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Galvalume. Buy direct and save. Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven or call 601-823-6516 online at reedsmetals.com adventure intrigue mystery romance it's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house now back to the sports hangover with gus cattengill on espn 100.3 fm and espn 1003.com 800 998
5: 1003 fouls go down through the spurs last night he 12, bi 27 points after the game willie green
4: yeah they they just turned it up um we had a discussion in, our, in, in the huddle about the fourth quarter, our ability to execute. And, you know, we, we, can, we come out first play, we get a good look, uh, guy gets behind us, they kick it ahead, lay up and, and it kind of just trickle from there, uh, trickle down from there. So another area where we have to just be better. And, um, you know, our guys for three quarters went out and, and played a pretty decent game, pretty good game all around. And then the fourth quarter, um, they just got
5: away from us. Now, Coach, also touched on one of the things that is providing to be an issue, and it's guard play. And a, a couple of the Pells reporters over the weekend were kind of touching on it, especially during the game last night. I mean, it was an area of concern again. I mean, Zion removed. At some point, here, or somewhere else is going to be here. I mean, at some point, he's going to play. This season or next. The backcourt, though, is, is still an issue. And, and what I mean by that is consistent scoring, consistent play. At times, do we see Navante Graham, Keel Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart score? Sure. Is it consistent? Turnovers, playmaking, threes, things that of that nature. Willie Green was asked his thoughts on the guard play right now with the Pels.
4: Well, it's a weak score mentality, um, for our team. And I didn't, I don't think going into like looking at the stat sheet that we didn't get production from our guards. Um, we just didn't get stops in the fourth quarter. We didn't execute the way we were capable of, and it allowed them to stretch the lead to the point where we couldn't get back in it. But for three quarters, our team was playing well. We were moving the ball, uh, some things that we can clean up Fourth quarter just has to be better for. Us.
5: So Will Guillory this morning dropped a, a piece on The Athletic. And Will, in the story, it, it's headlined, the Pelicans remade their backcourt last summer, but their guard play this season has been as inconsistent as ever. And he posted four hours ago, two stats out of the story that really stood out to me were, Devontae Graham's been held to single digits scoring in six of his last nine games. Thomas Sadoransky is the only player in the league to log 350-plus minutes and have less than 80 points. He has 65. I've told you before I'm not trying to be ugly. I have a hard time believing they're in a playground or a gym or somewhere in New Orleans we can't find to give us what Sadoransky's doing. That might sound disrespectful. <laughs> there's, there's got to be some Hoopers in the city. I mean, Mike Leach was opening auditions for kicker at Mississippi Street. Can we, can we have a shootout workout? There's got to be somebody that can knock down an open three in this city. I'll leave it at that with him. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it is. It's just it's frustrating. I mean I shouldn't be texting people during the game. Please tell me why he's an NBA player. I need one reason, I'll move on. Just give me one. One reason that doesn't start with, well, in the past or last year, or he has. I'm talking about right now. It's not funny. Really honestly is it's not. Brandon Ingram on how the team had some opportunities in this game. Yet again, it's part of the learning process. of trying to figure things out that they need to do to win games.
7: You just go back and try to figure out our execution. Um, try to figure out the best ways where they can do what they do best on the basketball floor, whether it's uh, d getting into the interior or him shooting the basketball beyond the three. Nikhil getting into the interior or him playmaking. Um, Saddle doing the same thing. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure out the best way where guys can feel comfortable and confident um, on the floor.
5: Again, it's just where we are this season. But at the same time, even if they were winning, you would still point this out because he has been doing very well. we mentioned Brandon Ingram. This not only is 27 points, but he's been killing it. Um, almost 10 games now. The last seven games, he's just been playing much better. And the stats are showing it, and it's something that. I think bodes well. Again, Ali Cosell posted this a little bit ago on his Twitter page. Over the last seven games, twenty-seven points, five five-point-seven boards, six assists to only one-point-seven turnovers. Remember, he had that one game that he had six turnovers, but that was one game. Right now, he's averaging a three, one-point-nine threes, one-point-one 1 steals, fifty-one percent shooting though, thirty-five-point-one percent from three point range and 81% free throw shooter. Last seven games it so correlate perhaps with the chat that he had with coach green, maybe tell him, look, I need this more. I need more from you in here is assist something that he was told to focus on, but he was asked yesterday, what has improved to kind of get to
7: this point with your stats. You're seeing guys. Open. You know, it's, it's on me to make the right pass, but it's on them to make the shot. They just been making shots. Um, over and over again, and, and it's helping my stat line out a little bit. Um, but I'm just seeing the game a, a lot easier, trying to get into the interior, trying to dump it, dump it off to our big guys, trying to kick it out to the wing and, um, and just make the best play.
5: Playmaker versus shot maker. I, I think it's sort of a way I can describe it here. He had a play yesterday against the Spurs where he caught it essentially between the elbow and the left block. And he spun towards the baseline, took one step in the paint, dunked it with the right hand. It was decisive. It was quick. It was, he saw that he felt the one-on-one and he was gone. And actually, he gets met at the rim by a second spur, but he was already going in this dunking motion. Playmaker, shot maker. He's always been a guy that wanted to take over or shoot the shots and felt comfortable doing it. We've seen him do that. I think as you heard him say that in that clip, is seeing guys open, it's the first thing that came out of his mouth. That's a playmaker that's creating and making plays for yourself. But also in my mind, a playmaker is somebody that makes plays and creates opportunities for others. And it was either. And I think it has been in the past. Okay. Look, it's the point guard. It's, you know, someone else. And then the, eye plays off of them the times that he doesn't have success on the court. It's probably the excess dribbling, not being decisive. Again, you're watching that game in the 40 point game. And I can tell you when Brandon's having a good night. Barely, he barely has the ball, right? Catch and shoot, drive and shoot, drive and dunk. And that's, I think, something that we're starting to kind of maybe see. I mean, obviously, seven games is a a short, you know, stretch of games to kind of start saying that. But you kind of wonder if in that locker room there isn't a transition being made of, you know what? The season starts, we're waiting for Zion. It's October. It's November. We're now in December. Maybe part of that conversation he had with Willie Green was Willie going, this is your team. I, I, I can't, I don't know when I'm getting Zion. So instead of, well, let's see how this offense sort of, the offense now has to go around and work with him. He's the guy. He's your best player. He's the guy who's going to score the most points. And I think what we're seeing is the transition of we now need you to be a playmaker as well. I don't know if I can be as dependent on the guard play or even just this aspect. I think you're the better ball handler. I think you're the better passer. I think you attract the most attention. So you're probably in the best place to make plays. What Zion was going to hope to give us when he got back, you have now to be. And I wonder if that's how you have to look at it as you're the Pels from here on out. I don't know when Zion's coming back. I don't know if they know. I don't know if he knows. Well, it's December, and you got A wins. I legitimately feel that as an organization, as a team, at least that locker room has to just start looking at it and focusing and concentrating as this is what we got, guys. This is what we have. And almost look at if Zion does come back this year as he made a trade, and here comes another body to help you. They have got to figure out how to win games with what they got. Especially with the news on Saturday. It needs to be B.I.'s team. He needs to approach it that way. They need to play around it that way. That, that's just how you have to look at it. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans.
0: get ready greater New Orleans area the big one the great southern gun and knife show is coming for two big days only this weekend at the ilario Center in West Wego show hours are Saturday 9 until 5 Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available full of guns knives ammunition holsters gun books camouflage jewelry and related items hunters and collectors this big show's for you buy sell trade or just spend the day browsing ladies are especially welcome admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11 sorry no one under the Age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Show hours 9-5 Saturday, 10 till 5 on Sunday. Come to the Ilario Center in West We go to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure a shooting. Don't miss it.
1: Happy holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like Keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now.
2: On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same.
6: At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery.
2: If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985 446 3333. I'm Matt Ori, And I'm David Ardwin, And we are the AMO Advantage.
0: Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from retail business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business Surge. E-tail business offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services
1: how can we be excited about a show where we just talk talk sport that's how they talk in the major league
0: now back to the sports hangover with gus Katengal.
5: welcome back sports hangover matt musconin after further reviews coming up next here at the top of the hour no doubt he will give his take i'm dying to hear actually his take on the brian kelly video not maybe I'm making too big of a deal of it. It's just weird. It just looks weird. So Taysom Hill had one touchdown.
1: Hill trying to do it himself. Gets to the edge, and he's got a touchdown.
5: He also had a second touchdown there with a buck something left. Run over to the left. He scores a touchdown. He said he should have uh should have took a should have a slide. And he should have slid. And Sean Payne after the game, that is to say.
6: Um, which one was that? The long one right before that. Right, before right that. at the end of the game? Yeah. yeah. like, obviously, we're sliding the games over there. Um, but it was <clears throat> kind of a zero-funnel look. You know, we switched Alvin from a king to a queen set, and the safety kind of matched over like we were hopefully anticipating. And then, you know, they're an aggressive defense at that time because they need the ball back, and – uh I haven't seen the tape. It happened opposite our sideline, but I'm quite sure Juwan probably had a really good block and Tehran got out. So, um, it was the right look.
5: I don't know. I mean, I, score. You've lost five games in a row. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a time and place in certain things where, um, running up the score is a thing. I, I, I know. I think on the broadcast they even said, and I saw some people on social media's stat padding. I stat padding. The guy has like four touchdowns. <laughs> he had played for a half, handful of games. I don't know. I didn't look at it as stat I mean, he's running as hard as he can, and so I got I guess you can take the slide there and do it. I I know like, again, there's certain things where in certain times where you 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 feel that's running it up. On that aspect of it, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think you risk more injury coming to a complete stop and trying to slide. The guy has a bum right foot, messed up finger, our luck. The guy tries to slide, pulls a hammery, blows an Achilles. I mean, I just go straight to the end zone. I'm being dead serious. Like it, I honestly saw him running and he was running full speed and he slowed down. Then he looks back. He kind of looks like he's looking to see what he's going to do. Man, the last thing you need, he slides, the Jets guy hits him in the neck, it contudes. I just get in the end zone, worry about being called disrespectful later. I, I don't know. I, I think sometimes th- there's, there's certain moments you look at and you go, yeah, no doubt. You can absolutely see that guy was, you know, being disrespectful. Not when you have mallet finger attendant in your Foot side, just get in the end zone just get to where the play stops running that's literally what i want to see him do more importantly that snap that losing streak huh
2: it this has been a been a tough stretch for this team and this is it, it's been a foreign thing having losing so many games and um i think we, we've had great leadership that have really just you know kept kept our heads down and we got to stay the course and um you know we we're, we're going to start winning football games and that's what we did and uh, so it, it's it's nice to get this win
5: the other aspect of it and the reason why I said that too as well about just the injury I mean he's not healthy he's not playing healthy now, I'm not saying you can get hurt sliding on anything nature but listen he was asked about does he think about the finger in the foot yeah
2: I, look I think that there's a balance of you know obviously being available for your team to to play and then being capable of doing everything you need to do. And so, um, you're aware, you're aware of those things all the time. Um, and if I, you know, felt like it was taking away or I wasn't able to do everything I needed to, then, you know, I would have, I would have said something. Um, but you know, once you get in the course of a game, you can't allow your mind to get distracted by other things. So, you know that's something as i as i take the field i'm not consciously thinking about my finger or my wrist or you know whatever it is it's man it's it's go time
5: you, you heard that he, he mentioned in another bites that uh, there was a there was a little play earlier where he did injure his wrist but he's fine so yeah get me injured. anyway matt has go the further review is up next thank you the buddy thank you jordan for helping us out Thank you for tuning us in. See you tomorrow on the Sports Hangover in your home for Pelicans Basketball, ESPN, New Orleans.
1: Time is money. Don't waste time.